Hello and welcome back to Level Up with Lorraine. Today we're going to be talking about love, but not just any kind of love. We're going to be focusing on self-love. What is self-love? What does it mean? And what are the ways in which you can cultivate it and own it? Self-love is quite topical these days and with good reason. Our relationship with ourselves, the way we view ourselves, impacts absolutely every area of our lives. And so it affects how we experience both the small and the big moments in our lives. It is therefore the foundation of how we will be able to excel, how we will be able to show up and flourish fully into who we are and who we are meant to be. Self-love also means that you have an appreciation and a regard for yourself. It means you care about your well-being, you have compassion for yourself, and you hold yourself in high regard. And there's a difference between that and being vain, and we will talk about that shortly. So when you have a strong sense of self-love, you understand your own value and treat yourself in a loving way. And by doing that, it means you won't allow anyone or anything else to disturb that peace or to treat you any other way. Basically, by self-loving yourself, you treat people how to treat you. And you create a measure and a benchmark in terms of your expectation of how you should be treated and how you should be engaged with. The difference between self-love and narcissism is that narcissism, which is excessive self-absorption, self-interest, is loving yourself in a very excessive way. Loving yourself means having a good understanding of both your strengths and your weaknesses. However, with narcissism, generally, those people don't have a good sense of this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is how I'm making the other person feel. And typically, it's associated with poor mental health. However, having high self-love is a positive trait. And doesn't mean that it should bring about harm upon other people or bringing other people down. So the distinction between self-love that is healthy and narcissism is that narcissism is a toxic self-love which is vain, which looks down upon other people. And for you to feel love or to make yourself feel good, you have to bring other people down. However, a positive self-love, the kind of love we're talking about today, is a healthy, positive kind of love that lifts you up from within and is a positive effect on your well-being, your mental fitness, and your relationships. And it is not dependent on bringing other people down or seeing other people suffer. Now, a lot of people think self-love is self-care and use the two terminologies interchangeably, but those two are different. Now, self-care is a part of self-love, which involves taking care of you, going on a trip, going to the spa, locking the door and reading a book. Those are all examples of self-care, where you're taking care of you as opposed to taking care of others. And these are all great self-care practices where you're doing wellness-related things like exercise, nutrition, rest, relaxation, having a bubble bath, etc. However, self-love is a broader concept of which self-care forms a part of that. Self-love is a full awareness of self. What makes you happy? What makes you sad? What adds value to you? What takes away from you? 
what are you good at, what are you not good at, and all those elements and you living in the full truth of those things and accepting yourself so much that no one can make you feel bad or good about all those things. Self-love is really how you experience yourself and accept yourself and the realization that you are worthy and that no one has the power to make you happy or sad except yourself. And once you have that inner connectedness to self, that means it will inform the relationships that you enter, the jobs that you take, the people that you hang out with, the experiences that you sign up for, you know. Everything within your life is then a deliberate and conscious decision to keep yourself happy, to love yourself, and not to take away from yourself. So self-love is really awareness of self, acceptance of self, and validation of self, and not seeking that from other people. The lack of self-love is the opposite of what we just discussed. It's when you are disconnected from the deeper part of yourself. You don't know the truth about yourself. You don't know what makes you happy. You don't know what you want. And therefore, decisions that you make in life are always because of circumstance as opposed to what you want. So in summary, self-care are in-the-moment, short-term, and short-lived practices towards self-love. However, self-love is conscious everyday actions for long-term happiness. And I'll give you an example. Self-love would be you walking away from a job, even if you know that you need it for sustenance, but understanding that the toxic environment does not serve you or add any value to your life. And therefore, walking away will create long-term happiness and add to your self-actualization. So if you are in a toxic work environment, or if you are in a toxic marriage or friendship, self-care or an example of self-care would be you going to the spa for the day to run away from the noise. It's very short-term. It's also short-lived, right? Self-love, however, the actions that will add to self-love are more long-term. So that would be you leaving the job, right? And walking away from the toxicity, leaving the marriage, leaving the friendship because it causes you harm. And those are long-term decisions that will eventually lead you to self-happiness, self-actualization, and fulfillment of self-love. Each one of us is worthy of self-love, right? And we know this, but knowing this and integrating this into your day-to-day living are two different things. Self-love isn't easy, and that's usually because our mind has been trained through childhood, relationships, and different circumstances to think otherwise. So the route to self-love or the lack of it can often be found in our thinking. So one of the practical things that you can do to start actively and practically uh, practicing self-love on a day-to-day basis is meditating. And that can be you carving out time in your day or in a week to just sit with your own thoughts, to also just sit with your emotions, to recognize them, to be aware of them. And we observe the mind's behavior when we are in a quiet uh, space, when we are in solitude. We're able to 
tell whether we're being self-critical or harshly judging ourselves and able to self-correct, right? And so our mind is so busy. Meditation helps us slow down. It helps us be present in the moment and remind ourselves to not have a negative bias towards ourselves, right? And we start to realize how we are the ones causing ourselves the most difficulty based on the lens through which we look at life and ourselves. We are our biggest judges. And so meditation is very helpful. As a constant practice, you start to like self-love, right? You, you start to like yourself and to practice self-love on yourself. This relationship with yourself has benefits. The more you are able to validate and nurture yourself, it is easier to become more compassionate to the world around you, but most importantly, to teach people how to love you, how to treat you, because you have defined what that means for yourself. The other thing you can do to practice self-gratitude on a day-to-day basis or regularly is to express gratitude to yourself. So when we express gratitude for the qualities we possess, for the day we've experienced, for the achievements we've realized, we are connecting with the things we value about ourselves. Self-appreciation is one route to self-love. Whether we say these things quietly to ourselves or we keep a list or a journal, the, pra- the practice of acknowledging our strengths and achievements will help you build that self-love over time. And it allows you to redirect your desire for external validation inwardly. So you no longer seek it from your parents, from your spouse, your siblings, your, your boss, your work colleagues, but it's innate, right? It comes from within you. My other favorite way of expressing or practicing self-love is setting boundaries. I've spoken about this in many episodes, whether it's at work, in your relationships. So nothing is more loving than recognizing your own limits, how far you are willing to go with anyone or anything, and thereby protecting yourself from you know, getting into such circumstances that deplete your self-love. So when we don't love ourselves enough, we tend to come from a place of people pleasing and putting their needs above your own, right? We bring awareness of this when we start to make changes and set healthy boundaries with people, with work, with anything really in life. And though it can feel challenging to do so in the beginning, we are showing ourselves love by saying no to things, by saying no to opportunities, to experiences that don't feel good or that don't align with who you are or what you want. And also learning the art of clearly asking for what you want or what you need from your loved ones. Another very important self-love practice is letting go of comparisons. So comparison is the stealer or thief of joy, right? Comparing ourselves to the external success of other people is for sure a fire way of cultivating negativity. So each one of us has our own path in life and understanding that and and self-practicing that narrative will help you achieve self-love by reminding ourselves that when we desire to compare ourselves, negativity, self-hate will arise. Lastly, I think the art of also forgiving yourself, learning the art of forgiving yourself 
is also very important for building self-love over time and cultivating it. So challenges are inevitable. You cannot control them. You cannot avoid them, right? So each of us will make mistakes. We will behave in ways which we will regret. I'm sure if you're like me, you will have conversations in the day over share or say something to someone, come home and replay that conversation and be like, why did I overshare? Why did I do this? I could have done this better. And you get into that zone of self-criticizing. We can practice self-love by extending compassion and kindness to ourselves in these moments, right? When negative self-talk shows up, we can notice it and acknowledge it without giving it attention or giving into self-criticism. You have to extend grace and forgiveness and extend it as easily as you would to a dear friend in the same situation. So have those conversations with yourselves that you would tell your best friend or your child or your spouse or your loved one if they were to come to you with regret. What is it that they would say to you? Now learn how to say it to yourself, to empower yourself, and to deplete any negative criticism that takes place in your head. And nine times out of ten, the negativity, that dialogue that is judgmental, that is critical, that is self-harming, is happening in your head. So I hope this was a helpful podcast or episode for you. I mean, it was very important for me to talk about self-love, what it is, and how to practice it, because so often in life we gravitate towards other people and things to feel that we are loved and lovable. And we've grown up seeking external validation from parents, friends. So it makes sense that we would also crave affirmation from a romantic partner or praise from a boss. But if we require that validation in order to feel positive about ourselves, we place our happiness and confidence on very shaky ground because those relationships are not cast in stone or guaranteed to bring you happiness or self-love. Only you can do that for yourself. And our belief in our own value starts to crumble if those relationships don't work out. So if you have a challenging day at work or if you break up with your partner, then what does that mean for your self-love if you banked it on such a relationship? That's why it's important to practice self-love. And of course, we've also spoken about why self-love is so challenging, particularly because it stems from a misunderstanding of what it is. And the very notion is often conflated with narcissism or selfishness. Um, but as long as we understand that there's a difference between these character traits and the experience of genuine confidence in and gratitude for who we are, it's not about elevating ourselves above anyone else. It's rather about appreciating our own uniqueness, separate from other people and their opinions about us. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Level Up with Lorraine, focusing on self-love. What is it? What are the challenges? And how can you bring it into practice on a regular basis? I hope this was helpful, and I hope that you start to practice it and to cultivate it for more sustainable personal freedom and genuine happiness. Don't forget to share this with your friends and your loved ones and don't forget to hit that notification button so that you know when the next episode is out. Until then, continue.
to level up.